This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Great Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are running out of time to solve an Asgardian mystery. Quinny brought his findings to the council. Juniper caught Quinny up on her discoveries at the various crime scenes. And Butthole's god senses told him a scroll was involved in Longadonkey's death. With only an hour left to find an answer, can the dum-dums and one smart smart solve the mystery in time? Find out next on Dum-Dums and Dragons! You have one hour to solve the mystery. All of you are booking it down the hall towards the dead envoy's room. Uh, Longed on Geese, of course, has had his head exploded. And the mystery of who done it, why done it, where you've got nailed down, you know the where quite well. But we don't know if the perpetrator was there, but we know where the, the uh, you dying. know there's, there's yeah. a lot of yeah, there's there's, yeah. there's a lot of question marks in the air. But unfortunately, <laughs> uh, the time that Sildar has bought you with the rest of the Lords Alliance envoys is rapidly running out. Uh, and so, on command of of Butthole, who I believe is not traveling with the team to do this. Or is he going to? Butthole cannot walk down that hallway to figure this room out because if he does and anybody bumps into him, he's going to have to answer questions. He needs to be able to be delivering a report later without seeing like he's interfered with any of it. All right. So uh, that leaves us with Quinny, Juniper, and Small Reginald uh, rushing (laughs) rushing to the room. So. Oh, God. What a mess. (laughs) As we described last time, you can hear uh, the sounds of stalling. Uh, you know that, that, that classic <laughs> song, uh, "The Sounds of Stalling," yeah, coming from the the room where Sildar is is sort of holding court and trying to keep the the members of the Lord's Alliance tied up. Uh, you arrive to the room to find it exactly as you left it. The crime scene is here. You have collected a variety of evidence. What are you trying to find? How do you want to try and solve this? Well, we're we're testing the spell scroll theory. I believe is where something mm-hmm. we're still looking into. Um, what does Quinny know about spell scrolls? I'm imagining not a whole lot. It's not something many of you, we, we partially because we just haven't used them on the show yeah. very much, but I would say having never received magical training, you might know of them as valuable things you could steal and sell, but right. I don't think you would have much experience with them otherwise. The only piece of knowledge that Quinny you've been able to contribute so far with this is that it is you haven't heard of Eldritch Blast specifically right. being associated with a spell scroll isn't to say it couldn't be it's just odd mm-hmm. so that's the information you're coming into this with to recap kind of what we know the room is a locked room mystery he said leaning on all of his mysteries he's read um <laughs> it's a locked room mystery there is the chair that has sort of fallen backward with uh, Longdon Geese's body. Uh, there is a blast mark that we have now definitively, after several investigations, determined uh, syncs up with an eldritch blast that clearly blew his head off. This room is at the end of the corridor. It is the furthest room since he arrived last. There is a slotted window that he can't get out of, um, nor can anyone get into that you're aware of. Um, the room itself otherwise is, uh, has all the sort of trappings of a barely unpacked hotel room since Long Dawn was late. And then the, the big party was coming. You can see that his bag is unpacked. He was clearly starting to kind of get things out. That said, 
with the assassination attempt of Vincent Charlemagne planned, he didn't unpack a lot. And what is there isn't it's stuff that you could leave if you had to leave in a hurry, mm. uh, but also enough that you can put on airs if you needed to. So there's, you know, some some fancy clothes being unpacked, that sort of thing. But um, sort of very clearly for show. Mm. This is a unlike Raish Gray's room, which was very empty. This is almost a set, if, if you will. Like it's if someone were to walk in, they would see someone who is half unpacked. But nothing here is of tremendous value. I think those are kind of the main facts as you have them. You know that uh, the attempt, there was the attempt made on Vinton Charlemagne. You know that the servants who were meant to carry out that attack had been lied to and given sort of the monster potions, as well as being told to go jump off a cliff and the feather fall will definitely save you later. That said, part of the story did track, which is that there were actually uh, people waiting outside the gate for mm-hmm. uh, Longanon geese to join them. Those people, however, were found slaughtered. Uh, staged to look as though a warlock had done it with the help of a wyvern, whoever could that be. Hmm. You've determined that the wyvern attack was staged through the use of weapons that Mm -hmm. were teethed uh, with Mm -hmm. with wyvern teeth, Um, and the Eldritch Blast seemed to be similar to what you've observed here. Yeah. Uh, Quinny, you determined that Chompy doesn't have any major sort of event in his recent past to indicate something like this. Mm-hmm. However, he was under a tremendous amount of stress uh, in the, the past couple of days. Through your talking with Vinton and sort of ascertaining stuff, you figured out that's pretty much he was worried about you. Mm. So that was where his worry lived. Um, and that's kind of where we're sitting yeah. with mm-hmm. that level yeah. of investigation. Raish is gone um, there to the wind. Yeah. The Lord's Alliance gave you some information about Raish uh, in terms of they seemed very on the level, seemed very uh, eager to kind of bring order and to sort of settle things. Mm -hmm. Um, You weren't able to receive any information that would lead you to believe they were kind of up to nefarious purpose. Uh, They seem fairly on the level. Obviously, there's something else afoot, but that's... it might be a secret harper. Yes. So, Falmire Pink Blossom... Quinny, you accused her of being uh, a harper. Falmeyer has accused Raish of being a harper. And the information you got from her was that the Lord's Alliance is wary of the harpers because I'm trying to think like what the, the appropriate metaphor for this would be. The, the harpers are under the table, whereas Lord's Alliance is above the table and also the table. Right. So for the Lord's <laughs> Alliance, it's a bunch of well-meaning Highly self-righteous. I know better than it's basically yeah. uh, here's what I'm looking for. Um, Lords Alliance is basically GCPD, and the Harpers are Batman. So it's oh, like Gotham you've got yeah, you've got you. like the people who are trying to do it on the level. You know, we have this great district attorney. We've got this, and then you have a bunch of well-meaning vigilantes running around wrecking shit constantly. Mm. Whether or not they're getting results better than the Lords Alliance, uh, up to debate. But in the eyes of the, I mean, in the Batman metaphor. <laughs> The Harpers are killing us. <laughs> yeah. uh, but in the eyes of the Lord's Alliance, uh, any commissioner who isn't Gordon, it's very frustrating. It's they're, yeah. they're bringing in an element of chaos. They don't answer to governments. They are it, – it's the frustration of people who run nations having to contend with a bunch of heroes who have decided they're going to do good things mm-hmm. as they define good. So – Yes, there is. You have two different accusations about it. Uh, the only hard evidence you have on that front is that Bucky found uh, a Harper sigil in Falmeyer yeah. Pink Blossom's room. So Falmeyer's story doesn't add up. Is is is, is small rationals done opinion? Yeah. Uh, when Quinny was interrogating her while also having his organs readjusted, she said that she was on the trail of a Harper within the envoys. Again, whether or not you believe that is up to you. We weren't really doing. Uh, See if she's lying or not checks because we were held by magic and dying. Yeah. So those are kind of the facts as you have them. Uh, there are a number of different agendas going. Uh, I will say that uh, as we move into more global affairs, you may not have all of the answers you need to solve all these things to 100% completion, but you certainly have enough to figure out what is what is afoot. Uh, and regardless... <laughs> want to solve the mystery. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, you know, no. it doesn't really matter what I think because you have to say something to the Lord's Alliance envoys soon because Sildar can only serve them so much tea. Yeah. So... Uh, we find ourselves in this room. What do you want to do? Uh, I think um, Quinny would, because uh, I don't know that we've done this yet, but Quinny would want to search Longadon's body, like go through his pockets. Just like if we've got to come up with with 
stuff. Just like, you know, he he doesn't want to stand on like the ceremony of like, oh, this was an important person or whatever. It's like, no, like the fate of our kingdoms. Sure. Very young kingdom is in the balance. Like, I'm just going to go through his Rifle's stuff. Mm. Yeah. Uh, sure. Can you roll me? Let's go with perception, please. Um, so that's going to be a 12. 12? Okay. Um, his under, he's, he's still wearing his traveling clothes. Um, he has obviously slightly nicer robes over top of that, but underneath he's very much wearing the, the traveling clothes, which I think syncs Quinny with your understanding of the cut and run nature of this. Okay. Um, so very worn traveling clothes. He didn't even really have time to like have a bath or a shower or anything. He's just clearly in what he was in when he presented himself to, uh, to King Butthole in one of his pockets. Uh, you find like, you know, the key to the room, um, you find a, a broken potion bottle uh, that seems to have sort of soaked into his, his uh, clothes a bit. Uh, you can read the label on it. Uh, it, uh, it is an actual potion of Featherfall, so that seems to have perhaps been plan B uh, for getting out of the city. Um, but otherwise, carrying as little on him as you would imagine someone who is uh, orchestrating an assassination attempt under the aegis of diplomatic immunity would carry okay uh yeah so i'll just call it like oh a uh, potion of uh feather fall here looks like he didn't get a chance to use it soaked into his clothes a bit and that and uh you know didn't obviously didn't do him much good but uh that goes to what an escape route it will be consistent with what we found outside this here city. You look over and see Reginald. He has a collection of red strings okay. that he is mounting to the wall <laughs> where the eldritch up. blasted head is. Okay. And he's stretching them back and figuring out Longadon geese, whether you're sitting or standing, like the height the killer would have had to approximately be at and the distance from him for eldritch blast to try to place it. We've done, done our magical uh, investigations in this here room, but what we haven't done is studied the forensics of what's happening. This was a man who had his werewolf-style potions that he done gave to his accomplices. And if we could find out where those done be hidden in this here room, maybe he has other forbidden magics or notes about forbidden magics. I I caught like about 60% of that. You want us to look through the room for potions? He done had evil magics. Maybe we should see if he done had instructions, if he made them himself. Maybe he has some kind of all-chemical set up in this y'all room. All-chemical. Got it. Alchemy. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll take a look around. (laughs) Okay. So, Quinny, I'll need an investigation from you. And Smart Reginald, I'll need investigation for you at advantage. Well, you already think have advantage from your big brain. No, it just gives me bonuses to oh, my intelligence. then no, no advantage. Uh, just just regular. So this is for Quinny looting the room and for Reginald setting up his, his forensic nonsense. Uh, Juniper, would you be assisting either of these things or is there something else you would want to be looking at? Um, I think Juniper, there's not really much that she's not very good at sensing like magical stuff and like see you know kind of like that's why you have to use the for real yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so i think i I, she'll just she'll be in an assisting capacity for sure great uh investigation is one of those things where it's like i don't know how often quinny really uses that and it's not like expertise level but Mm -hmm. it's like i'm better at it than i thought it would be so that's an 18 investigation okay great (laughs) Uh, so, Quinny, as you start to sort of look through the bags and things that are, are semi-unpacked, uh, very much sort of Cold War spy type stuff where you, the bag is too deep, you know, mm. you you pull up uh, the layer that has the traveling clothes and everything else, and very carefully packed, you can see kind of a, a mostly empty, almost like carton of, of potions. Uh, this would have been overlooked in the previous investigation because you weren't specifically digging for for kind of spy shit uh but now that you're looking for very clear evidence of schemes uh you're able to find the false bottom in this um so there are a couple more of the uh the, the same potion bottles you received oh, and they're like, clearly packed in kind of one of those uh god i almost called it a hashtag fucking <laughs> no um but they're they're packed in uh you know in a crossed sort of um 
probably like a grid wood. Yeah, grid. Yep. Uh, yes, grid. That actual word for the thing I'm talking about. <laughs> The same way if you're trying to transport a lot of bottles or anything else sure, yeah. over distance. Right. Um, like how like they would do with like wine or something? Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So there are a couple more in there that are probably backups in case anything broke um, during transport. But I recognize them as that's the potion that I had yes. in my hand and I drank and it turned me into a monster. Yep. Okay. Hmm. Yep. So there's a couple of those. Beyond that, um, yeah, uh, you don't get it. It is clearly a... I carefully packed these things to bring them and I brought extras, not an alchemical uh, set. So to mm. Reginald's question of did he mix them here, doesn't look like he did. The vibe you're getting is someone who is very well equipped to do the thing they wanted to do, not someone who was capable of independent. Hmm. I think from a thief's perspective, this would kind of be like someone who just bought all their thieving equipment and was like, cool, I'm good to go now. And it's like, but you don't actually have the skills to use any of this. Yeah. You just yeah. have have what you have. And I, I don't necessarily have the like forensic expertise that Reginald would have as like investigating things, but I think Quinny can sort of like reverse engineer what he as a thief would want to make sure he had on hand to prevent well, people from finding out that he did something. Mm. So in finding these potions, I think he'll say um, he would think about he wants to wear gloves when he does his his work, uh, thinking. Um, Hey, I found some more potions here. There's uh these are the the ones that transform lackeys into big dumb monsters. Um uh dust for prince. Do you do you want to get a fingerprint off this or is that not helpful? You're a wise fellow, Quinny. Perhaps the wisest of us in regards to this. Please do get those fingerprints. Take this dust. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, was gonna say I, I know about it. Like, I don't know how to do it. What, I just put dust on it? Yeah, then you will see the fingerprints. Then we have to put them on something sticky. All right. You got a clear film? <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> well, you're going to have to find one, boy. Get clever. All right. Uh, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll... I'm furiously looking through everything that I have. <laughs> For some tape? <laughs> some clear tape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll scotch tape pick up point. a bottle with my gloved hands mm -hmm. uh, and uh, dust to see if it, any kind of print appears on the bottles. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Greetings, loyal citizen of the conglomerata. It is I, your beloved CEO, Grayson Typhus of Typhus Industries, and I am here today to dissuade you from joining a rebellious element that seems to be growing, the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. These hilarious and heartwarming rebel elements are attempting to bring down our dystopian regime, and we simply cannot have that. I'm told that rebels are flocking to this Patreon and joining for as little as $1 a month. That gives them access to other rebels in a Patreon-only Discord where they can discuss all the things that have happened in the shows. For $5, you can get an ad-free feed, but who would want that? After all, ads are the best part of the show. And at higher levels, you can even create an NPC of your very own and get your name in the closing credits. And that part I can get behind. After all, recognition is great. But you're not a rebel, are you? No, you would much rather be crushed under the boot of industry titans like myself. So carry on with your Patreon-free life. Unless, of course, you want these wonderful stories to continue, in which case me and my regulators will see you soon.
There are a number of of prints on on the side. They haven't been wiped down or anything. Mm-hmm. Can you roll me perception, please? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a good number. Plus a little more. Uh, twenty one. Twenty one. Okay, so I think it's it's safe to say that you could take uh, Logan on Geese's hand and just put a thumbprint. Mrs. Paisley absolutely has a forgery kit okay. with like Fuck, ink yeah. and like brushes and just everything. Like make it more pronounced. Because well, she'd need brushes for like setting stuff and powders for setting ink and everything. Sure. So yeah. she would have all of and that And she'd stuff. have paper for printing. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. I, don't, I don't buy that yeah. someone has fucking scotch tape in their back pocket. <laughs> but I do buy being able to take. I was literally looking like I have Tinker's tools trying to think what would be in Tinker's tools. And literally right above that on my sheet is forgery <laughs> kit. Like goddamn. No, no, no. They have the tape. Is tools. Is yeah, I was, I was hoping you're printing. I was hoping you're going to make like a red green Canadian icon who loves duct tape reference and just be like, my Tinker's tools have a lot of tapes. So no, but I do buy being able to just take a copy of the thumbprint and look and see it. So, uh, Quinny, what you see, I think, tracks with kind of what you were thinking about. Also, having studied potions a bit now at uh, the Fortress of Forlorn Hope, yep. you can definitely see smudges where gloves have handled it. Uh, but there are also, uh, you can see Longadon has has handled these. Um, other There are some other prints on it as well, uh, but also smudge marks where someone packed them. So the sense you're getting mm-hmm. from this is that they were packed by a professional and then handled by an idiot. Okay. Um, interesting. I will, after dusting and observing all of that, I'll hold up this one potion bottle in sure. question and kind of show to... Um, Juniper saying mm-hmm. like, one one of you guys has a forgery kit, right? For like, you've got like ink and Oh yeah, paper. Mrs. Paisley. Perfect. Um, does she need to come out or are you good to help out with this? We're like, I can tell that these are Longadons and we can like catalog those, but these ones belong to someone else so that we can have like a mystery print yes. section um, I think Mrs. Paisley better handle it. Sure, yeah, she's no, just, whatever she's you more, think is best. She's yeah. just more adept at it. I wouldn't want to mess anything up i i don't touch her things generally uh, speaking it's a respect thing i yeah. get that yeah kind of um <laughs> i don't as, as, I, as, I, as I say i get it and i'm like i I, I, I respect it <laughs> right i don't understand it that's the word i'm looking for uh, i don't use so it very often unless fart hole somewhere nearby i'm gonna just have to run up to butthole to change oh right the wolf thing. all right uh tom how far away is butthole in terms of time knowing we have an hour <laughs> He's just upstairs, I assume. So this isn't terribly far. So what we can say is, Juniper, if you want to take the the potion bottle with you upstairs, we can just count that as like Mrs. Paisley's part of the investigation. Okay. I'll still make it roll because I want to see if that wolf comes out. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we don't need to play the game of like, okay, I got to go upstairs and like talk, talk to Butthole and then I'll come back downstairs. And like, yeah. you basically what Quinny is asking is, I think, for an incredibly accurate representation of the, these mystery thumbprints. Yeah. And that's something that you can do upstairs with the bottle. You don't necessarily need to be in the same room. Yeah. So Excellent. We can, we can go ahead with that. Uh, so we'll say Juniper heads off to do that. We'll cool. resolve that in a second. But Ryan, you also rolled a while back. What yes. did you get on your investigation? Reginald is trying to paint a picture forensically to figure out what happens. He wants to do the, the detective thing of like killer came in from here. Where did they walk? Where did they sit? What was the relationship? Try to put together whatever you can forensically. I rolled sure. a 28. 28. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so with your, your red lines, and this was something that had been bandied around a little bit earlier, but is very clear to you now. Um, Long on Geese clearly let whoever this was in and was clearly not expecting anything. Like from the the way he was sitting, it seems very casual, very uh, unexpected um, from the, the, and also the way the body's fallen and everything else. It doesn't seem like there was even really any resistance. You know, it's not like his hand was up and got blasted or anything. It really is just like he was sitting there presumably having a casual conversation, got his head blown off. Um, so you get that. Um, there, you notice evidence of, uh, another chair, um, you know, with scratches on the floor or whatever that would have been across from this one. So seemingly two people sat down to have a conversation, uh, that chair, there's, you know, another sitting chair against the wall. So it's clear that chair was moved, um, uh, possibly after, after the attack, uh, beyond that, the fact that Longdon has the key in his pocket would suggest that. You know, it's not like he dropped the key somewhere and someone else picked it up, uh, so he would have had to let them in. Is there anything else? You you got a twenty eight, so like you can just fucking have free reign of the <laughs> shop, I guess. Is there anything else you would want from this forensic piece? 
He would have seen Eldritch Blast before. Yep. Is Eldritch Blast usually usually from an extended hand? How does Eldritch Blast casting mm. work? Or is it consistent? I, Very, it I mean, various warlocks would use it in different ways. One of the challenges with warlock magic is that it isn't like a traditional spell where, you know, the spell is the spell is the spell because of the different the nature of different patrons and other things, it can manifest differently. I will say, however, that in Dumfey Rune, we fairly clearly established that people can fart spells. So there's different ways that people can can <clears throat> evoke <throat> these things. Traditionally, I've always thought of it as uh, almost like the the Iron Man. Yeah, that was the, that the was hand <laughs> thing. But I don't think that necessarily has to be true. Not necessarily has to be. But in right. regards to the chair opposite Longadon, because if he's like, okay, chair, chair. There's the wall spray. Yep. I know how tall Longadon is. It might help him estimate, again, clumsily, but the approximate height of the assassin. Because if it's really low, then it's like, okay, it's somebody shorter. If it was lateral, then it's probably somebody closer yep. to his height. So I'd say if lateral. It seems like they're two people kind of sitting face to face, roughly the same height. Um, and the strike would have come from a seated person. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And then his only last thought, just to cover the bases is to try to grim psychometry that chair because if a murder was committed by someone sitting in the chair mm. then it may have picked things up i'm also aware it's a stretch so no 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 you, you go for it. i'm just thinking about the world i create on the fly as we do. <laughs> um do i'm sorry i ask you this every time do you need to roll for grim psychometry yes i do okay I, I, I it's an intelligence history check to recall info about dark objects i'm touching or dark places i'm present in Okay. The info focuses on the darker aspects of the history and can convey images or history I wasn't previously aware of on high rolls. Okay. 21. <laughs> 21. Okay. All you get is a slight hint of surprise, but you actually get almost no information from touching this. It feels almost hollow or empty not as though the tape was erased or anything it's just normally you know we, we go into frodo wearing the ring territory mm -hmm. where everything's kind of like gray and black and, and misty and everything else <laughs> uh you don't get any of that off of this you get sort of a a, a lingering scent of surprise uh hmm. from long and on but not much else um do you want to roll an insight sure that is an 18. 18. Based on your experience in Grimdark Faerun and testing on this, I would say that, would it be safe to say that Reginald has probably tried picking up random objects in this world and like trying grim psychometry on them or if, would if he there was anything useful like useful he would engage with because yeah, I mean his early stuff would be a lot of trying to figure out how dark things are in That's general. That's it, yeah, okay, perfect. So Similar to what you discovered when you came over, it's like in Grimdark Faerun, everything is Grimdark. So generally any object you pick up has some horrible history associated with it. Um, here in regular Faerun, that hasn't really been the case. And what you get from this is similar to an object that doesn't have a dark history. Weirdly, the murder chair doesn't have a dark history, despite the fact that the murderer clearly sat in it. Interesting. What's going on? This chair had not absorbed any of the evil from the murderer that uh, visited this room. I think there's only one truly dark thing left in this here place. What he is that? He reaches over and he's going to touch one of the bottles of the like creepy werewolf shit because that feels like it's got to be pure evil. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. 22. 22. Okay, so yeah, you get a uh, just a you're you're slammed by Frodo oh. Vision. It just did. <laughs> Jesus, just uh, descends upon you, uh, and you get uh, descend. <laughs> uh, you get images of an an overly crowded workshop um, with you know just a, a lot of gimbaled arms and and other kind of mechanical things. A lot of those weird like multi lens fantasy microscopes. Um, and just images of a number of, of different people scurrying around each other a little bit like a, uh, like a food truck kitchen level of, of thing, or I guess like a very overly packed meth RV from Breaking Bad. So hmm. clearly like a very small space, but a lot of people working very fervently to put things together. And, uh, you can see, um, a number of, uh, sort of like graphs and things on the walls. 
uh, as they they are are distilling these potions. And yeah, it's there's nothing unique about this. This is just clearly like this was built by by bad people um, for for bad purpose. Um, but at the same time, there is a degree of efficiency and workmanship to the distillation of this potion. Like, I may have fucked things up by saying the Breaking Bad thing because it's not like this. Well, is, it's not a small lift. It's not a casual lift. These are pros. It's not a casual yeah. lift. And also, yeah, they're going about it in, in a very professional way. So it's it's more like like a Walter White working in the meth lab downstairs kind of thing where it's like these are these aren't villains in an alley this is like mm-hmm. these are clearly well-trained professionals to Quinny's point they're wearing like the full apron you know like the equivalent of a chem mask uh gloves and are are distilling these these things but you don't get much else from from it other than just like yeah these are evil and the fact that they're being labeled as feather fall as they are placed mm-hmm. into the the box is is deeply concerning hmm. in terms of what they are wearing is it a specific color I would recognize? Uh, you, I think, can recognize uh, the clothes are similar enough to Long and On Geese that these are clearly Damarans. Okay. Um, you don't know what Damara looks like or kind of what the fashion is, but there's enough of the same under, you know, the chem mask and stuff. That this, it's enough, I think, to indicate that uh, Long and On Geese was acting on behalf of the government of Damara. He was not a rogue agent. Yeah. Okie dokie. Oh. Yeah, everything okay? Yes, I have returned. But you didn't go? Okay, yep, yeah, you're I back. I went into cool. a dark past, Quinny. Okay, I, I think I did that. a dark past. That thing with your armor that I did one time. Yeah, no, that's fucked up. Yeah, no, it was bad. So this was professionally made, this whole spell. None of this dark alley wizardry, none of, no man in a cave done made this. This was professional grade evil, sir. Okay. Do we think then that it's like a, a sanctioned assassination attempt? I believe they were in Damaran uniforms, which done suggest that this be a legitimate Damaran move. I right. don't know about his whole head exploding. That ain't part of necessarily this. Right. Sorry, can you say that that last part there? Could I just hear you say necessarily one more time? time we've been in person yeah. with this voice yeah this is i can't so it's much so it's so good that so ain't part of nessus really lives <laughs> oh okay um okay so that's not necessarily related to this but i think there are findings we could report to the king and there are findings that we may want to keep. keep in this room okay. okay if we can done confirm that done. this here thing yeah. It's a Damar and assassination attempt. Yeah. There is a problem. The king done stated that any envoy staying here is to be considered a part of this, and any action taken against them is an action taken against us. We done got an envoy sent by a foreign nation trying to assassinate another envoy. Mm-hmm. We got confirmation that that's a national move. Yep. We have a, a mutual defense pact with Vassawa. Yep. The problem done here is if we confirm that this was an assassination attempt by Damar against Vassal, legally, it done becomes an assassination attempt against our king, and then we done going to war. We gotta go to war. Yeah, okay. One thing I will flag is Long Dawn Geese is not a member of the <laughs> Lord's Alliance, uh, nor is Damara, nor is Vassal for that matter. So... As you continue your math, everything you just said is absolutely 100% true in terms of your relationship but with Vassar. But don't worry, Quinny. It won't affect the Lord's Alliance, <laughs> unrelated oh. to Horatia Gray, which means Lord's Alliance will be sad he done exploded and not trust us, but we can show that he done be a criminal assassin who we may be at war with. All right. I got something else to throw into the mix for you here. Toss um, it in. I, Let's uh, make a gumbo, son. What the God. what? Uh... I was talking to Vinton Mm -hmm. this morning, uh, and she made it pretty clear that uh, if I don't tell her who it was that tried to kill her, um, she's going to start kind of just pulling names out of a hat kind of of thing. And also, if if I do tell her, she's also going to go completely off on them or their nation or anything like that. So I don't know what our responsibility is to that. It's well, like it's like we're trying to talk about like what we can control information wise here, 
And there's this other aspect out there that is basically she's just waiting to go off on someone. Well, she doesn't have permission to done do that. Yeah. So she can't. If she do that, she start a war too. Maybe we fight them both. <laughs> so, I mean. She's also not in the Lord's alliance, son. You got to remember who's in the alliance. Right, right. So I'm thinking like what? Like you're kind of in charge of the army or, or at least. Uh, I'm in charge of a peacekeeping a force. Peacekeeping made force, up of right. Special forces soldiers who currently do not have their own armor, uniform or identity. However, we have been using them as a terrifying kick in the door private police force. Yeah. So we have that. Reminds me of home. God. All right. So <laughs> do we do we put guards like around her house being like, hey, you can't do what you've told me you're going to do. Well, do you want to have told us what she done told you? You got to re- repeat that. Well, she done told you this thing when yeah. you was just two of you in a house. Well, yeah, but it's the whole honeypot thing. Like, I'm just like, this is information. Like, we need yeah, to that, use. I think then you done. So, it. oh, man. All right. So, in terms of honeypots. You got to play along about not trading the information for the game to continue. The moment you decide to say that was a private conversation and now we send over royal guards to keep you in your house because you're yeah. a possible murderer. All right. You done broke the pot. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You can't, <laughs> you can't keep fucking a pot you broke, son. No, but how deep does this pot go? Like, That's the question you got to ask. I'm in charge of the secret police force currently. Uh, yeah, that we are I know. Hoping to make I'm, peacekeepers. I'm the fucking minister of culture. I yeah, don't okay. know nothing about culture. When I did, I kept some secrets, and I managed to keep Maul Crankshaft out of most of what I was doing. That was my goal. I done achieved it. We took over a nation. Now, I'm supposed to be standing at the back while we all rich, and instead we pour and everyone wants to kill us. Do we tell them that we are at war with Damara currently? Uh, I think so far, yeah, we, we likely will. Like, if we tell them what happened here, it it goes to... Okay, war with Damara. They conducted an attack. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, because the evidence that we have is related to the assassination attempt. It's the evidence that we need is related to what happened to Headless here, and we don't have it yet. Yes. The thing I'm just pointing out is a small man, but perhaps not a wise one. (laughs) (laughs) Camera pants to camera (laughs) sheet. I don't know what we should do, but if we don't tell the king that this is definitively Damara, yeah, then he can say it's a rogue element, even though he know it ain't. Okay. And then they don't have to be no whore. You think we should ask the chief justice as well, or is it just you and me kind of figuring this out? I am not a wise man. I lay out the options for wiser men to done make decisions. All right. I'm an investigatrix. Look over here. What? He was sitting when his head done got blown up. Yeah, I know. He's still in his fucking chair. <laughs> uh, Juniper, uh, you arrive to uh, the, the throne. Butthole, do you just hang out? Where, where's Butthole? Butthole's just waiting in the throne room. He's great. got an hour. It's and not So, great. Juniper, you roll into the, uh, the throne room uh, with the bottle in hand, uh, but yeah. also a, a fear of the wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so like the bottle did it? Please tell me it was just a bottle or something. I actually, I'm, I'm not, I don't know what, what it is. I I have to uh, brush fingerprints and I I just. As long as you're making good use of the hour, what do you need from me? (laughs) Okay. Um, actually I need you to help me keep in check. I got to change into Mrs. Paisley. She's better at the whole inking, all that stuff. Okay. Come on over here and hold my hand. All right. All right. Rolls over, takes his hand. She's not a wolf. Oh, hey, Mrs. Paisley. Oh. Nice to see you. Oh, good to see you too, dear. Yeah. I'm just going to be over here. <laughs> She's going to go over to the table and sure. immediately <laughs> open up her kit. Oh, yeah. This is this is an easy... Yeah. This is, I'm not even going to make a roll for this. This is like for oh, Mrs. Paisley lovely. just trying to replicate... Uh, you know, it's like having like trying to draw a leaf or something in a in a journal. She's just like, oh yeah, like you can follow the swirls and everything yeah. else. <laughs> and I think it's easy enough to just with the dust that's already on it, pick up what, what it is. And again, we're not doing transfer. It's just I will draw these yeah. uh, close enough that we can uh, we can follow it. Um, is there anything, uh, Mrs. Paisley and Butthole, you would want to discuss as she's working? 
butthole. She wouldn't be bringing anything up. I say butthole is so stressed about this whole thing. He's just been sitting in this room trying to stay calm, being like, it's going to work out. You just got to trust everybody and it's going to work out. You know, like you're, you're just here and it's fine. And then she comes in and has this moment and then she's working five feet from him as he's trying to do like meditative breaths. He just hears like pen scratching. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying to <laughs> trying to count the time as the stress keeps and, him and, in his and chair. she's literally going careful careful take your time uh, uh, butthole do your job you're good you're, just do your job you're fine and she kind of narrows her eyes she's like we're coming back to this young people <laughs> and she continues butthole can you roll me a con save <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a three Gotta move, man. You gotta move. Uh, where, where does where does Butthole stalk off to to try and get get some some space? Butthole is going to stalk off to the courtyard outside to play fetch hammer with Goblin Junior. He's Aww. it seemed like fetch a healthy hammer. thing, so he's going to do that. There's a lot of throwing hammers and chasing it. <laughs> yeah, it's doing pretty good. It's <laughs> <laughs> keeping him distracted, uh, uh, mainly because people keep trying to pick up the hammer. Don't do that. That's not for you. <laughs> Then he runs over and oh, picks yeah, it up. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't realize. I'll leave it on the ground. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's him for the whole And then Patty's just yelling at people. Like, Don't you touch the king's dog hammers. Um, dog hammers. So, yeah, the two of you play that for a bit. You get a, a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of, of metal space. Uh, but I'm going to give you one point of inspiration oh, uh, for, for finding uh, finding some some peace of mind with, with Goblin Jr. in a difficult time. All right, so having just explained the exploding chair, et cetera, to Quinny in great depth and detail as Quinny gestures at the very clear case you're <laughs> describing, um, the uh, the two of you, um, I assume you're just waiting on Mrs. Paisley at this point? Uh, what else can we do with the time? Um, we've looked through his things. We've looked through his clothes, what he's got on him. Um, can we go through the room can we turn the room over have we have we sure done that? Yeah, yeah there's not uh, it's this is where it starts to feel more like race gray's room where aside from the bag like I, again i use this i've been using this metaphor far too much but it really is just like a hotel room where someone like threw their bag down opened it up took a few things out a, the difference being in race's case nothing's left uh aside from basic things that they clearly didn't care about in this case it's like i took out enough to look like i'm trying to move in and we'll be here for a while mm-hmm. when clearly uh longdon's plan was to get the fuck out of to dodge fail. after the the assassination <laughs> so uh otherwise yeah just a, a a very stark um and and empty room um that said can you roll me an investigation at I was going to say disadvantage, but there's two of you and we have smart Reginald. So I would knock that out and say just a straight investigation if one of you wants to help the other one. So yeah. who would be? So Quitty helping Reginald, I assume? I am an investigatrix. <laughs> and sorry, t- Ryan, do you normally have advantage because of... No, you get bonuses. Yeah. We talked about this. So my, 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 gem, my gem lets me start. I I'll always have advantage on grim psychometry. Right. So when I'm trying to like mind read darkness, I have advantage. Otherwise, I've just got a Hell pretty yeah. good stat. All right. Go for it. 18. 18. Um, so you're you're tossing the room. Again, It's it, it just feels like a disuse. There have not been envoys at uh, a call for quite some time. Um, that said, as you make your way back towards the door frame... Uh, obviously being a forensic specialist in the f- fantasy world you're in, um, <laughs> on kind of the arc of a door opening, you find just a few remnants of, of ash uh, that seem to have been blown open with with the door. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, seemingly burnt uh, uh, parchment of some sort. And I think safe to say um, evidence of the use of a scroll. There's evidence of using a scroll over here. Perhaps it was the way out. Oh. Like, uh, like Raish knows Eldritch Blast, and then Raish needed a scroll to leave? Well, like nobody done saw anybody leave these rooms. So they didn't okay. leave the floor. So there may have been a way in or a way out. We don't know if it's Raish done. It could be right. anybody. Sorry, I should say the envoys all left, were seen leaving the floor. So Raish didn't just disappear. Raish was one of the envoys who left. The problem the guards have is they knew all the envoys were leaving and all the envoys left. So they can't tell you specifically, but it's not as though the, the I know I said locked room earlier, it's not a full like, Someone could have come and gone. Mm-hmm. The guards didn't see anyone go in or come out, but like all the the envoys did leave, including Raish. People are aware that Raish left. Um, and when I say near the door, it's literally like 
uh, you rolled high, so I can just tell you this. Uh, if the scroll was used somewhere in the room, opening the door would have swept yeah. these particles uh, aside. Hmm. So to rephrase. So we know that the envoys outside of Longadon, obviously with his whole no-head situation, we know yeah. that the Freyas done went outside to be a part of the party. Okay. This means the gods didn't see nobody who wasn't an envoy entrevue this here room. So there is a chance somebody could be bouncing in and out from the other envoys, or it could done be somebody from outside this here castle. Got an invite in and done scrolled themselves in or out, as the case may be. Maybe this fella done be some sort of devil worshiper, traded his soul for some bullshit. Then he decided to say, come on in, Mr. Devil. Devil said, thank you very much, because he got invited from a scroll. Then he done come in. <laughs> I want to be clear. All of this is conjecture, oh. and we can present none of it. <laughs> Okay. But I done painted a picture, didn't I? Added up with all the truths we done been telling. Right. At which point Juniper returns with uh, Miss, or sorry, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Paisley, Paisley returns. returns with uh, thumbprints and, and other, mm-hmm. other fingerprints. But the, the three of you reconvene. Uh, your hour is rapidly running out. Is there any final preparations you want to make before you present your, your case to the Lord's Alliance? You can hear the, the commotion getting louder as people are clearly over... Uh, Sildar's nonsense. When we, if they, you got the fingerprints, they all hook. Yes, I have a fairly accurate representation. So they were people who done touched the bo- Could you check these here chairs to done see if there be any fingerprints? Then we done know who had perhaps been in here, especially this one, the murdering <laughs> chair. Uh, Mrs. Paisley, can you roll me a perception at advantage, please? Yeah. Not 20. Look, you, you've been very careful and, and very precise as you were giving your own mantra to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, there are absolutely fingerprints on this chair. They do not match any of the ones that you've just mm-hmm. transcribed. You're able to transcribe uh, these ones easily enough, though. Excellent. Well, uh, the prints on the chair don't match the prints on the bottle. Mrs. Paisley, you rolled a nat 20, so I'm going to say a cursory look at the door uh, shows prints on both the knob and the the door frame uh, mm-hmm. that do match the prints on the chair, murder chair. Oh, but oh, interesting. Murder prints on murder chair matching maybe murder prints on door. And oh. because you're at a nat 20, I yeah. will save us a little step here and oh. say a quick roll down the hall and a check of Raish's door yeah, that does would match be. those prints. So we don't. We got a killer. We do have a killer interest, so Rish Gray done killed Longadon Geese. This is, and I want to be clear, very bad. At which point the door to Soldar's little party bursts open. All the members of the Lord's Alliance, uh, the envoys from the Lord's Alliance, spill out into the hall. Uh, Bluebeard the gnome looks down the hall and says, Is that a headless body? The time has come to lay out your case. All the while, Falmeyer Pink Blossom just stares at Quinny and shrugs. Reginald looks over and says, Quinny, you left that fucking door open? I wasn't the last one out. You are not smart, Quinny. <laughs> but you are wise, <laughs> perhaps. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, 
Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the wise paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, The Body Barrelers, Megan Werner, A Man Out of Time, Curtis at FingertechRobotics.com, Panda24NN, Shendra D, Your Homeboy Bones, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at Patreon.com slash DumbDumbDice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have, like, a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's a good pilot, everyone. Very good. Very good. She's very good. And, and friendship. friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts.